I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Welcome in to New York Game Day here at 98.7 ESPN. A lot going on. The Giants, as we know, they are on a bye. I don't know. The weather here is so nice. Are they golfing? I hope so. That's what I'd be doing. Um, but but the Jets are in action going up against the Buffalo Bills. And uh, the Jets sitting at 5-3, and three, coming off a very disappointing 22-17 and 17 loss to the Patriots. Anita Marks, again, Matthias Kiwanuka. We've got a great show lined up for you. We'll hear from Rich Samini a little bit later on the show. Of course, he does a phenomenal job covering the Jets. Mike Tannenbaum, as always, joins us in the 10 o'clock hour. Vic Carucci, who covers the Buffalo Bills, uh, is going to join us in the program as well. So uh, phone lines are open, 800-919-3776. So excited to be with you uh, with you until 11 a.m. Uh, this uh, this morning. But, um, but first things first, let's look back before we look forward. Kiwi and um, you know again a very disappointing loss to the Patriots. I I can understand the Jets fans like just loving how the season has played out, and I get destroyed on social media, and it's fine, deservingly so. Like, like listen, if I'm a, if I'm if I'm a fan of a team, and somebody like me is like on the radio poo pooing my team, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably be like screw you too. So it's okay. Like I, I take it alligator skin, right? In, in I'm, a, I'm about, a duck, though? water off my back. But 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 when you but when you look at how this team is won, not to take anything away. Listen, I love Robert Sala. I'm a big believer in in Joe D. This defense is ridiculous. Okay, so I, I love the oh, I love the under in this matchup. But I'm just not sold on Zach Wilson. I'm just not. And nothing that he's shown me this season has has turned me or changed my opinion otherwise. Your thoughts on the loss to the Patriots? I, I think the loss of the Patriots was predictable. I, you know, we, I said it last week. I didn't, I didn't believe that they were necessarily just going to walk in there or they were automatically going to catch the L. But, you know, we talked about Belichick going up against um, uh, young quarterbacks and, and what that means. So, it's not panic mode at all, in my opinion. I think this is a young team. It's a young quarterback. He still has a lot that he hasn't seen yet. And so being successful here and there and, and being scrappy and winning games and winning the hearts of your team, like that's all part of it. But there's a, a lot that comes with maturity in the NFL at every position. And they always talk about, you know, at some point the game has to slow down for you. I think the game just has not slowed down for him just yet. And, um, and we're seeing a little bit of that right now. Explain that. Like I, I know, and again, like not to sit here and be like, well, when I played, because I know people roll their eyes. I get it. I understand. Um, but like, I get it, right? Like, I understand. I understand when a game slows down for a quarterback because that was the position that I played, um, and I felt that I was the smartest person on the field, and therefore I felt, and I was, and I majored in 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 theater um, when I was in college. I have a, I have a. <laughs> I have a, I have a, 
I, I have a BA in uh, communications broadcasting and I have a minor in theater. So I was able, I was, I was able to do a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. I always, again, I always felt I was the smartest person on the field. So I was able to like, um, you know, look off a lot of the, the DBs and, mm-hmm. um, and I prided myself on play action. And I was like, I was like, I, I looked at it as theater back there. Like, like I got off when, um, when, you know, when, when a, a defensive lineman or a linebacker was like, you know, like bought one of my, my handoffs, but, <laughs> um, but you know, w- with that being said, you know, like I just, when I'm watching, I just, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think he reads defenses well. I don't think he anticipates well. I don't think he um, he puts his 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 players or his receivers in in a really good opportunity or, or situation to make plays. I just don't. I'm I'm not seeing it. And that that's first of all, uh, you did great with your degree choices right there. You are putting them to good use. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing is, you should feel as though you are the smartest person on the field when you're playing the quarterback position mm-hmm. or when you're playing like at a high level of sports in general. Like, But that kind of confidence only comes with one studying, it comes with practice, and it comes with experience. And so when you look at Zach Wilson, what you see out there is, is he's still – He's still not predicting what is going to happen. He's still getting ready to line up and then trying to go through the progression and read. And he's doing it well. He's doing it to a certain degree. He's doing it very well. You cannot say that he's not effectively um, reading the defenses, but you can't say he's not anticipating what the defense is going to do. So from the defensive side of the ball, when you watch a quarterback, right, when you're out there on the field and – you know, I always started every every series with a punt, so I'm I'm out there already, and you get to watch them come on. There's a sense of calmness and a confidence that comes with, you know, a quarterback who has seen a lot. They've seen a lot of formations, they've seen a lot of defenses, and they understand what this defense is going to try to do to them. And there's a calmness, and that calmness permeates throughout the entire team. Now, when you have a guy who's who's young and who's you know still trying to figure things out, those are the guys who are staring at you. You know, and when the before the play comes in, they're looking at you. They're trying to get figure out like who's going to be lined up where. Whereas when you're playing against a veteran quarterback, a lot of times his back will be turned to you because he already has anticipated who you're going to have on the field based on your uh, based on his personnel. So he knows if I run this personnel in or if the coach sends this personnel in, this is a defensive look that I can expect. So I don't even need to turn around and look at them. And then when you do turn around and you see, oh, maybe they did something different, you already have a, a system of checks. You already know what it is you're going to do. He just hasn't gotten there yet. And that's a different level of play. And when I say the game slows down, it also slows down in the meeting room. So, you know, you can go from, you know, sitting there taking you know, copious notes and trying to write every little thing down or trying to, you know, really get an understanding. And so you're staying late, you're, you're coming in early and you're, you're doing all this extra study time and it will pay off in the end. But at a certain point when coach is going over something that you already heard nine years in a row or, you know, five years in a row, you don't have to spend as much time learning the um, the general um, you know concepts, and you can just focus on the details. And once he gets to that level, if he's if he stays around and gets to that level, that's when I think you'll see. Okay, like he's he's really got it. He can look somebody off and anticipate that what they're going to do and have fun doing it. Right now, he's still just reading. He's still reading and reacting and trying to make the best decision that he can. You'd appreciate this when I when when we call a running play and we'd break the huddle. I would look at the running back and I'd say, 
don't look at the hole. <laughs> right? It's impossible. Right? When, when, when like, don't you don't you look yeah. at the running back's eyes? And I oh, would look goodness. at the running back and I'd say, don't look oh, yeah. at the hole. Or the, I'm going I'm going to slap you upside your helmet. Don't look at the hole. Like I would I, not peak. only was I was I strategizing for how I was going to play out the the down, I was helping my teammates not give it away either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's, that's the that's the next level. It's part of it. We, we do the same thing on defense. You know, you know, it's like, you know, you got a guy and he's 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 lining up and he's he's trying to do stuff. I remember there was a time uh you know, I love JPP to death, but we're standing out there. The they were, offense is already broken. The huddle, A looks over. He's like, "Is it me first or you first? I said, "It's you first now, bro." You just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not running in there to get killed after you just told him that we're running a stunt. So, it, it's, it's those kinds of it's those kinds of things that you you've got to you know once once the game slows down. Now he picked it up and he he took off and obviously is you know had a, had a great career. But as a young person, those are just things that you just don't understand. So, yeah, don't look at the hole. We, we stare at them. And a lot of times they'll look and then they'll try to look the other way real quick to try to throw you off. But oh, you, and you know. You know. You know. Uh, by the way, were you, were you one of the many who tried to flip his car back over when he took that turn uh, to come into the facility each morning? I heard he flipped his car over like a few times. Were you ever one of the very the, many who helped him flip his car back over? The the stories of JVP. He would come in. I, I swear to you, this is this is a real thing. He would come in every year with another legendary story. And I remember at one point, Dave was like, "Dude, you just need to stop driving because he would tell stories he, about I, like cars. over like serious like you know I like to gamble uh, over uh-huh. under how many times he flipped his car over on that turn uh, right before I the facility." Like could, at I least it, I, I heard at least three times where like he had to go out there and like reflip his car back over. Um, he's, he's had cars catch on fire. He's had he's had oh, yeah. all kinds of, so many things that some of them just weren't his fault. Some of them is just like it's just oh, bad okay. luck, like faulty okay. wiring or something like that. But it's so, like, yo, like it, it's, you're the common denominator here. So so really quick, I know we've derailed here, but just just in, in, in like in like a, a sad story. But 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 obviously it ended well. Um, I was I was hosting. It was my first year hosting here on 98.7 ESPN. And it was during the summer. It was obviously July 4th. And I got a text message from a friend of mine. You know, I'm from Miami. And she's like, "Um, do you still work for the Giants? And I said, no, but I cover them. And she said, I think one of your players came in here and he like blew off his hand. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what player? And she said, I don't know. I can't pronounce his name. And I said, I said, Jason Pierre Paul. And, and she said, cause that was the only name that I thought was like, like mm-hmm. not normal, right? Like not your average, like, you know, uh, John Brown. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, I think that's him. And she said, we had to send him to uh, another hospital for trauma. Cause we couldn't, we couldn't service him. So I immediately called, I text Pat Hanlon and I was like, Pat, I think something happened to JG, JPP. You might want to check in on him. So I had gotten, I got the news first uh. and I was on air, but I was like reluctant to discuss it because, you know, you know, HIPAA laws right and, yep. and whatnot. Right and thing. so I, you know, you know, you know, Pat, you know, Pat's mm-hmm. the guy. So he I is. text Pat right away and Pat was like, I'm on it. And sure enough, like we know what happened, but you know, thank goodness it didn't derail his career and he came back and, and he was fantastic with you guys. And of course still has a career in the NFL, but nonetheless, uh, I know we derailed here um, uh, really quick be- before, before we go into our next segment, because I want to dive into 
a, a lot of what happened in the trade deadline, okay, and, and go through some of the players that are on the new teams. Uh, but let's talk about the Buffalo Bills really quick before we break and, and Josh Allen and just how phenomenal they are. Uh, probably the biggest matchup that I'm really excited to see today is Stefan Diggs against Sauce Gardner. Like, like I'm, I'm so, I'm like, I'm giddy excited. Um, you know how I I like the under, like my play in this is the under, I love the under in this matchup today. Um, you know, like what, how, how good do you think this Jets defense is going to be against this very explosive Bills offense? So I think, I think, you know, not you can't understate Sauce Gardner and, and how well he's performed this year. I always look at things like this, you know, from um, you know my days playing and and what guys would tell me. You, you guys need to get pressure. You need to be able to stop the run up front and then let those guys do what they do. When you do have great DBs, when you get a chance to play with them, you want to free them up so that they don't have to worry about the run. They don't have to worry about you know you know uh, you know covering you know a different side of the a part of the field because we had to throw some some extravagant blitzes at them. So when when we would go into games like that, because I played with some with some great with some great corners, you know. Um, and they can do their job. They can be effective. But one, they can't cover forever. You know, it's unfair to ask them to cover more than what three, four seconds. Like the ball should be coming out, and they, and they have to have that support up front. Um, and then two, then you just allow them to play and watch them cook. And like that is that is one of the best feelings I think. You know, when a, when a corner comes back to you and says, "Hey, listen, like you guys took care of all that up there." That's what allowed me to be successful. I can do my job as long as you guys keep handling your business and I don't have to worry about that, then I can do my job. And that that's the way that that's the mentality that needs to be taken up front. You know, you know that you have great DBs back there. You know that you have good coverage, skilled players back there. Now it's on you to make sure that you get to the quarterback. Don't give him more than three seconds to throw that ball. Don't let him scramble around and don't 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 make the coach make calls to get them involved in the run because you're not getting the job done. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the matchup also, and I just hope that you know he's got time to to focus in, zone in, turn his back to this line of scrimmage if he needs to, and, and get the job done. I'm really excited for that matchup. Matthias Kiwanuka, Anita Marks, and you, you're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN, getting you ready for the Jets-Bills matchup, Giants on a bye. But the trade deadline came to an end on Tuesday, and there were a lot of players uh, that, that switched uniforms uh we will dive into that next uh we're also going to hear from rich vic carucci sorry vic carucci who covers the buffalo bills uh this uh this hour as well we'll hear from rich samini in uh, in our 9 a.m hour and as always mike tannenbaum joins us at the top of the 10 a.m hour as well it is new york game day here on 98.7 we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Welcome back to New York Game Day. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka. And as we said, trade deadline came and went on Tuesday and a lot of moves. Uh, and, and I want to break them down with you, Kiwi. Let's start first and foremost with the Jets getting James Robinson. Listen, James Robinson was an absolute beast last year. ATN was injured. He came in. He stepped up. He was phenomenal. ATN, like what he's able to do in that backfield, it's not a surprise to me that they did and were able to trade James Robinson. And now he comes to the Jets. Uh, you know, how do you feel that he's going to be utilized here? It, it, it's evident, and we saw it last week. Like Michael Carter can't hold a, a candle to Brees Hall, and it's really unfortunate for the Jets to lose Brees Hall, but. You know, I'm 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 really curious how this backfield is 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 going to play out. Yeah, they're going to have to get some some more production. I, I think we we talked about uh, Brees Hall and and what he brought to the team and you know how dynamic he is. But I think when you get to this point in the season, that's the unfortunate reality of this league. It's got a hundred percent injury rate. You know, guys are going to go down, and you're going to have to find ways to get that same production. We always say the expectation is for the position, not for the player. If this is how the team is built, you have a young quarterback, you understand that you're going to have to get production out of that out of that position regardless of how how you're going to do it. You know, we talked last week and I was saying, you know, you know, I would like to see the Giants have have somebody else to put in the backfield to to give a spell. It is a tough job in the NFL to be expected for 18 games to be back there taking a um a, a bruising and um you know, I think the the more uh, the bigger stable you have, the better. That's for sure. And and I'm just I'm a big fan of James Robinson. So I, I like the addition to the Jets roster. Um, I'm just I'm I'm intrigued in in regards to how him and Michael Carter are going to be utilized moving forward. As for the Buffalo Bills, again in town taking on the Jets. They add running back Hines from the Colts, who is more of a receiving type of uh, of, of running back. You know, it's, it's interesting. When you look at this Buffalo Bills team, a lot of people think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Some people, you can argue, best team in the NFL, better than the Eagles, better than the Kansas City Chiefs, whatever the case may be. But where they lack their biggest weakness is the running back situation. And they've tried. They've tried time and time and time again, going out, drafting James Cook. Um, you know, could this be the elixir in regard to utilizing Hines along with Singletary? I think it could be. Uh, for all the fantasy football freaks out there, you know, if you've got room on your roster and you're in a PPR, I would add him. I, I, I don't know if I'm expecting anything major from him this week, considering that he just joined the team. But I, I think he can be a really important part of that backfield moving forward for them, especially in the passing game. Do you agree? I agree. Better learn how to pass protect. <laughs> hmm. Ain't that the truth? What? What? Like, let's just spend a second on that. Don't you think pass protection is like something that's like it's like in the NBA? Like you want to play defense? Like in in the NFL as a running back? Like you want to you want to take pride in the fact that like. You know, I was good friends with uh, with Willis McGahee. 
man, he dude, like he, like he, he was a, he, in my opinion, I, I thought he was a great running back, but on top of that, like he prided himself, right? Edron James, like, I know I'm going old school here, but like that, that's my, that was my heyday. But like these dudes like prided themselves on pass yeah, protect. Nothing, nothing they love more than to catch you, you know, coming off the edge, slipping just a, just a little bit. There's, there's, there's an art to it. There's, um, you know, it, it does take a, a lot of skill. You have to have some understanding of, of what your job, what your assignment is. And they're in conjunction with the, um, with the offensive line and, and that whole thing. But when it comes down to it, you're undersized, you're outmatched and you're asked to do a job that is, is for all intents and purposes, just very thankless. Right. But, they do it and they do it very well. And for the most part, not a lot of guys are, are going down and, and chopping your legs out. These guys these days are standing up tall and they're, they're taking you on and they're, they're holding you off for, for a good couple of seconds. I know uh, by the time, uh, you know, when I came in the league, it was, it was like a, an understood thing. You never get blocked one-on-one by a tight end. You never get blocked one-on-one by a running back, but there are some running backs who, who we, we would say, Hey, listen, <laughs> Uh, forget about what those rules say. This is a grown man that you're gonna have to go against right here. He takes a lot of pride in it, and and we so we had a lot of respect for um, for those guys in the backfield who were able to not just stand in there, but they're able to understand what the um, offense was asking them to do. And we had to adjust for it. You know, if you run around them, you're gonna be late. Um, if you try to run through them, they're gonna take you on. So it was another. Um, uh, person that you you had to pass rush up against and and I, I I give him I give him a lot of credit. So when I saying he has to learn how to how to pass protect, I think that's what helps a running back build his trust with his quarterback, right? So obviously it's easy he he can turn around and hand you off the ball, but when he's counting on you to stand in there and protect him, are you going to be there? And a lot of quarterbacks and running backs have that argument or have that that issue. So the great ones figure out a way to to really get the job done. Uh, some other some other moves, uh, and, and this obviously affects the Giants, and that's Kadarius Tony going to the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know, I I, I hosted a, a bet digital show on ESPN Plus yesterday, and 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 I had um, uh, Teicher on with me who who covers the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's like, oh, Kadarius is fine, he's fine, he's gonna play, he's been he's been practicing great all week, yeah, dude, dude couldn't even get. You know, have you ever been in a situation like that where a, a, a player or a team is so disgruntled that, you know, he's claiming an injury, team can't find the injury, uh-huh. player won't practice, player won't play, but then, you know, obviously, I, listen, Kiwi, I, I think he balls out in this offense. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I Kadarius think Tony could be a huge factor for this Kansas City Chiefs team moving forward with his speed and his skill set. Absolutely. I've, I've been on both sides of it. I've seen, you know, players who've been hidden, you know, in the in the training room who were put on IR prematurely because, you know, teams didn't didn't want to give away their rights. And then I've, I've seen players who, um, you know, they for lack, you know, for whatever reason, they just couldn't play until the situation was resolved. I always say you don't count another person's money, right? The average career is less than four years. Average lifespan is, is 57 years. And you can go out there and have a non-contact football injury because you're playing on turf. So I, I get it. It's a business. This is my body. This is all that I have to make this money. And I have a short period of time to do it. Um, so whatever methods you want to take, I, I look at it as like, hey, listen, if you want guys to go out there and play for the love of the game, 
guarantee all the contracts and get rid of turf fields and then we'll and then we can really see because there's a legitimate fear and every guy who's played in in, in the NFL knows multiple players who were either in negotiation or close to signing a big deal and they go out there and boom they're injured they take a one year deal they're out of the league the next year and you're lo- you're going from 50 70 million dollars to one or two million and nobody thinks about you again do you understand what i'm saying so when when you when you grow up in this business a little bit you learn to look at it and say hey look like the consequences are so great that whatever steps you need to take take them um and if we if we want everybody to just go out there and play for the love of the game, that's great. Let's guarantee all the contracts. Let's get rid of the turf field. Let's make it the safest environment that we can and make sure that everybody knows that, hey, once you sign, you're getting all the money. I think you'll see a, a big change. Until that happens, the, there's, there's, the all these contracts are one side, and it's, it's a dangerous. It's a risk you're taking just going out there and putting your body out there on the field. Uh, just some other moves before we take a break. TJ Hawkinson going to Minnesota. They're going up against Washington later on this afternoon. Chase Claypool leaves the Pittsburgh Steelers, goes to the Bears. Does it help? Um, obviously, Justin Fields, I believe it does. Um, they're going up against Miami. Miami, By the way, uh, those uh, weather conditions, supposed to be 25-mile-per-hour winds. So uh, don't don't sleep on the Bears right now, and, and they're getting five against the Miami Dolphins. On the defensive side of the ball, this is right up your alley, Uh, Robert Quinn goes to the Eagles. Of course, we saw the Eagles have a tough time against the Texans on Thursday night with no uh, Jordan Davis. The difference. How about this? Marinating this for a minute. Jordan Davis on the football field. Teams are averaging 3.4 yards per carry in the rushing game without six, six yards per carry. Mm. Is that unbelievable? Like for one player to have that much of an impact, Kiwi, is that unbelievable? (laughs) That's that's a man right there. Absolutely. That's a man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a man. Yeah, there's 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 a lot more that goes into it than than just making stops. You know, there's there's certain guys who bring energy, they bring leadership, they bring knowledge, they can get other other people lined up. Whatever it is that's happening out there on the field, the team's better for it. So um, numbers don't lie. Yeah, and and uh, of course Roquan Roquan Smith uh, going to the Baltimore Ravens. So uh, so some of the some of the moves that were made as as we uh, got closer to the trade deadline on Tuesday. Okay, a uh, quick break. We come back. We'll continue with the show. We'll open the phone lines 800-919-3776. We also are going to hear from Vic Carucci who does a phenomenal job covering the bills for the bills organization. He's going to be joining us this hour. Next hour we'll hear from Rich Samini who, as we know, does a great job covering the Jets. And, of course, as always, Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the program at the top of the 10 a.m. So, so hang tight. We'll be right back. We'll take your calls. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, and you. It is New York Game Day here on 98.7. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Uh, with that being said, uh, Kiwi, we've got a, a number of calls so, uh, so, so why don't we get out to them? 800-919-3776. Let's kick it off with Ira in Staten Island. Ira, good morning. Welcome in. Hey, good morning, Anita. Good morning, Matthias. And Nia, just to sum it up real quick like you did with the Pats game last week. Listen, you know, Belichick, he, he is what he is. You can't open the door, make any mistakes whatsoever, even with a less talented roster than the Jets have. Uh, he found a way to win. Jets shot themselves in the foot. And, you know... I've had some concerns about Wilson and Nita. You're on the same page as me. These next three games are really critical going forward for Zach Wilson. And I know what he's facing today. I get it. That front of the Bills is no joke. Um, but they got two safeties out. I don't listen. They're going to go out there and they're going to fling the ball over the field. This is going to be a 40 to 10 type of ball game. LaFleur got to go out there. You know the way it works. Try to limit the possessions for Josh Allen. Try to run the ball. Try to keep the score close going into the fourth quarter. I don't think any of that's going to happen. I think Wilson, I think this could be another rough afternoon for him today. The thing that really scratches my head is that when you play sports, I don't care what sport it is, you're coached a certain way. You're told what to do. You're told what not to do. Try to get out of your bad habits. I haven't seen him get out of his bad habits. As a matter of fact, I've seen him regress. So this week, the game up in Foxborough and the game against the Bears at home, if he doesn't start to make serious strides going forward and limit his boneheaded mistakes, then you could actually start having a realistic conversation of who your quarterback is next year. I'm still keeping my fingers crossed. I'm still hoping this will work out. But at the end of the day, just give me a competitive game today. Try not to make the mistakes and, you know, let the cards fall where they fall. I think the defense will keep him in the game. But they're only going to keep him in the game if Wilson don't turn the ball over three or four times. Thanks for the phone call, Ira. Um, Thanks, Ira. Kiwi thoughts? I, I was I was with him uh, up until he started talking about um, you know having the conversation about who your quarterback is going to be next year. Just because you don't beat the, um, the Bills and the Patriots, and I, I could see the Bears being you know a game that you've got to win. That doesn't mean that you start having the conversation about who your quarterback is for the next year. Yes, he does have to play uh, better. He does have to eliminate the mistakes and the bad habits. It is it is it's one thing to make a mistake, but it's another thing to, to make the same mistakes repeatedly, and that is an issue, but I think it's a little premature to start talking about getting him replaced because of because of that. You know, it's it's still, he's coming back from an injury, so for him, it's still early in the season, it's still early in his career, and at some point, you've got to, you know, you got to make a decision to stick with it and give the, give the guy support um, and see how the season finishes out. So not, not in these next three games are we going to start making a decision about his career or his future. Um, listen, uh, there's a report now, of, of course, uh, with with the backfield and, and what's going on with the uh, the Jets. 
as we know, unfortunately, Brees Hall now on IR because of the ACL. Michael Carter, it's obvious, uh, can't can't hold a candle to what Paul was able to bring to this offense. There is now optimism, and I, I want to see who's reporting this. Uh, Ian Rappaport is reporting that there is quote unquote optimism that James Robinson will play today against the Bills. But a few things here, okay, Kiwi, and that is, you know, he popped up on the injury report late in the week. We both know that's not good. So obviously something something happened at practice. You never want to pop up on the injury report late in the week, right? Mm-hmm. No, you never do, but there, there's been a lot um, going on, and so there, there could be a, a number of reasons for it. So without being in there, you know, for you know, all we know, it could just be a logistical thing or something that they're not familiar with an injury, so they want to err on the side of caution before they, you know, put him back out there in a practice situation. But, you know, but we do expect you to play type thing. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been in situations like, hey, listen, we're going to rest you, but we're fully expecting you to, to perform and, and to play. And so, you know, get out here, understand what we're what we're talking about. But at this stage in your career, maybe we, maybe we don't need to put extra miles on you on the practice field. So we'll see. We'll see how that translates in the backfield uh, if James Robinson is active. By the way, we've got Rich Samini who's going to be joining us on the program coming your way at 9.30 a.m. So look at the latest from Rich in regard to James Robinson in that backfield. Um, also, Vic Carucci, good friend of mine, has been covering the NFL for quite a while and now is part of the Buffalo Bills broadcast team. He's going to be joining us at the top of the next hour at 9 a.m. as well. We'll get some insight in regards to what's going on with the Buffalo Bills. But here's my point in, in, in bringing up James Robinson, and that is, you know, you know this better than, than most, right? Like, you know, obviously – Offensive line is so crucial in regard to a quarterback performing well, but so is a solid rushing attack because, mm-hmm. you know, you, 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 when, when a quarterback doesn't have a, a running back back in that backfield that poses a threat, mm-hmm. now, you know, it, it, defenses are like, we're just going to focus in on the quarterback then. You, you know, play and the it, run, it, you play the yep. run on the way to the quarterback. Your exactly. stance is different. Your alignments yep. are wider. Your mm-hmm. mentality, your focus is different. And and you, you literally go into the game and say, hey, listen, we are rushing the passer right now. If he breaks a run, we'll come back and we'll readjust. But until that happens, we are focused on on rushing the passer. And that's got to be <laughs> that's got to be. A, you look out there, you see two wide defensive ends, and those inside guys are widened out, and they're, <laughs> they're in a sprinter's stance. I couldn't imagine sitting there behind an offensive line who already knows that you're going to have trouble running the ball. It's got to be difficult. Yeah. So, and, and it's really unfortunate um, because of what Brees Hall was able to, to really bring to this offense. And unfortunately, uh, we haven't seen what, what Robinson can do. Uh, don't even know if he's going to be active today, but obviously Michael Carter is, is not is not fitting that bill for sure. Uh, before we take a break, let's go to Giovanni uh, calling him from Hoboken. All right. Hey, neighbor, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Anita? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I got a fantasy football question. I uh, unfortunately drafted uh, Darren Waller, and that hasn't worked out so far. Yeah. Um, I could either pick up Knox or Noah Font this week. Which one yeah. should you pick? I, I like Knox. Uh, you know, I, I think, and, and here's, and, and Giovanni, thanks for the phone call. And this kind of, this is a good conversation for you and I to have, Kiwi, and that is, I am so excited to see Sauce Gardner go up against Stefan Diggs. Uh, now, Diggs does, does run out of the slot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, a good percentage mm-hmm. uh, is is this just man mano y mano? Is do do they just line Gardner up on him? <coughs> I, I, would, I would 
Yeah, I would love to see that. I think you go in with it with that with that game plan. You give the young man his 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 time to shine. I mean, <laughs> look at what he's already done, you know, and, and being recognized for great play as, as a young player. This could be one of those breakout games that they're, <laughs> that they're going to point to when he's when he's asking to cash in for the, the highest salary uh, in the league. Um that being said, it is going to be a test. And, you know, like I said earlier, you got to have, you know, the guys up front working in conjunction. He's got to be able to play free and not be asked to, to do too many things in terms of blitzes or run support and whatnot. Just just allow him to be free and go out there and play. But it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah. So and, and, and the reason I bring that up is if Sauls Garner is able to um, at least contain uh, Stefan Diggs and take him out of the equation, it's going to open up things for Gabrielle Davis, McKenzie and I think Knox. And also, the Jets have not been stellar against opposing tight ends. So, if, so to answer that fantasy question and, and, and keep it in a relevant conversation here in our own backyard, um, I would I would go with Knox uh, if those are the two tight ends you're talking about. Uh, 800-919-3776. When we get back, I know Pete wants to talk about the Giants. They are on a bye, but let's spend some time, Kiwi, uh, looking forward to the second half of the season for them as they're coming off of a bye next week. Uh, and, uh, you know, what great, does it mean? timing for a buy too, by the way. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly and and, and, and let me just say like, there's some, like the giants always have like that week eight, week nine buy. like they always, <laughs> they always get the premier time for the buy. I'm just saying, you know, Mara's relationship with the front office. I'm just saying, <laughs> right. Like they always get the premier time for the buy. Uh, we get back. We'll, we'll do a little quick little preview on, on what we can expect for the giants moving forward. Uh, I know phone lines are lighting up 800-919-3776. Uh, and like I said, at the top of the hour, Rich, uh, Vic Carucci, who covers the, the bills, he's going to join us. And also we'll hear from Rich Samini who covers the jets and coming up in our, in our next hour as well. We'll have my locks of the week, which ridiculous again i went three and oh again so three straight weeks get it i'm paying off your mortgage dude this is why you do the show (laughs) for three straight weeks i've gone three and oh so i'm 20 and four on the season it's just it's i i can't each and every week i say this is not sustainable like this isn't normal (laughs) so uh, can i go three and oh again this week i I certainly hope so but uh so we'll have we'll have my locks of the week and also kiwis keys to the game coming up in the next hour as well. But we'll talk some Giants. We'll take your calls. Pete, you'll be first up. Alex, I see you. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka is New York Game Day here on 90.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. 
New York Game Day brought to you by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app uh, to buy, store, and scan your tickets. Also brought to you by Slomans. Call 866-OIL-DEAL to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil. Um, and uh, like I said, coming up in our, in, in our next hour, we've got Vic Carucci from the Bills as well as Rich Samini from the Jets to preview the game on both sides of the ball. Uh, also, we'll have my locks of the week and Kiwi's keys to the game. But uh, let's take some time looking at this Giants team and Kiwi. Unbelievable, right? Like they're sitting here, you know, somebody pinch me who thought they'd be six and two. Not me. That's for sure. So as you as you mentioned, great time for a buy. Get get Barkley recharged up because he's been an absolute beast this season. They come back. They take on a Texans team that's just god-awful. Even though they looked quite good against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night, they gave them a little run for their money, made it a little shaky at the half, 14-14. But nonetheless, a Texans team that can be had, a Lions team that could be had. The game against the Cowboys in Dallas on November 24th is going to be a, a good one. Then they're going up against the Commanders, a much different team with Heineke than Wentz, that's for sure. Uh, then, of course, the Eagles, which uh, I, I've already put money down that they're going to go undefeated, at, uh, and I got it at 15-1. to 1. That's down to 10-1. to 1. Uh, I would jump on that if I were you. Um, and then, to, So very interesting. They play the Commanders twice within three weeks, mm-hmm. once on December 4th and again on the, on the 18th. And then they're at Minnesota. Very difficult venue to play at Minnesota. The Colts, which now they've gone to Sam, uh, um, why am I, uh, Ellinger? Yeah, Sam Ellinger. I, I know he was drafted last year, but to me, he's still a rookie. And then, um, and then they end. So wow. So they still have. They've got one game in Dallas, and then they've got two games against the Eagles, and they end their season in Philadelphia. And that might be, can you imagine, can we just marinate in this for a minute? You imagine if it comes down to <laughs> the Eagles being undefeated and it comes down to that last week, week 17, week 18 game and, mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and the Giants could play spoiler to an Eagles team looking to do something that has not been done since the Miami Dolphins in 1972. Could you imagine the dramatics behind that? Oh, yeah. The NFL would have done it again, <laughs> you know. Um parity is is paramount in this league but um you know just seeing the revival of the nfc east has has been great it's been great obviously for the fan base but it's also i think personally it's been good to see like it's it was it's been tough sledding for a couple of years now but i will say as you're reading down the schedule the one that does scare me probably the most is those commanders games you know it's it, it's it's easy to understand okay you know you're playing against the lions don't let this be a trap game like make sure you get up and and you and you get ready and you're still prepared obviously the cowboys are going to be big games but those inner those those divisional games um against teams that are you know, up and down or rocky or, you know, sometimes they don't have anything to play for, but then they can't, but you still have to play them twice a year. Those are the ones that, that can be dangerous and, and can be a real big threat. Um, obviously we know about Minnesota and then the Colts, same thing as, as the, as the Lions, like you, as a professional, you know, you know, you still have to prepare in a certain kind of way to make sure that you win those games. So, you know, there will be enough preparation given to that, but I think it's those, those sneaky ones in the division that can, can that can sneak up on you. There's no denying that. Let's go to our calls, 800-919-3776. Pete from Brooklyn wants to talk about the Giants. Pete, welcome in. Hey, guys. I love you so much. Listen, Kiwi, for me, you're one of the best Giants of all time. One of the most underrated 
greatest giants. I think you'll be in the ring of honor. At least they should put you in there. And Anita, right now, I think you're the best uh, person on ESPN New York radio. I think it's basically you, Han, and, uh, and Bart Scott. So anyways, beyond that, what I want to tell you guys is that I think we will beat the Eagles in that last matchup at the end of the season. I think we'll be healthy again. I think we'll have Aziz. We'll have Thibodeau going on the edge. I think Dexter Lawrence might end uh, Kelsey's career that day, make him go home and cry. But my question for you guys really at this point is if you were Joe Shane, who would you be locking up for long-term contracts? Who would you be wanting to franchise tag? Because finally, for the first time in a long time, we have some guys, some cornerstones. we got Andrew Thomas. We have um, Daniel Jones, Shaquan, uh, Dexter Lawrence. Who's the person who you think you really want to keep on the team for a long term, and can you do it now? So those are my questions for you guys. Kiwi and Pete, thank you for the compliments. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I think I would have to go down roster, you know, and, and see where everybody is in, in their contract. Um, he brought up some some good names, but you know, even me being a defensive player, you understand how difficult it is to play without uh, a good quarterback, right? So I think at this point, you know, Daniel Jones should should be the focus and you heard him say he doesn't want to create distractions i'm pretty sure handing him a bag of money is a welcome distraction and one that he can he can he can operate through um but i, I think you need to look at the quarterback position you know and and, and try to try to figure out what your long-term plan is and lock him up and allow the team to to play free and then, and then like everything else will fall into place after that I, I truly believe, and again, this is above my pay grade, uh, not that I should sit here and tell Joe Shane what to do, but I, 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 I said, excuse me, I said pick up Daniel's fifth-year option uh, last year, now of 20, I think 20, 22 million dollars a year or something like that. I think that's dirt cheap considering what the going rate is for quarterbacks this year. I think it's a no-brainer. You offer him like a three-year deal, somewhere around you know um based on on how he's been playing somewhere around like 28 30 million dollars a year uh and then you tag Barkley that and and I don't have the books in front of me you know again that's above my pay grade but but mm-hmm. that that is in, in talking to a number of people in and around the NFL um they, and, and that's that's what they're suggesting and uh, and so I'm just I'm relaying that I, I get the I get the financial decisions to tag Barkley as a player. I don't, I don't want to see Barkley get tagged. You know, he's he's given too much of his body and too much of his career at that position. I think this is one of those situations where you just you know you, you give the man the money. Um, thank you for your service. We appreciate you and 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 that whole thing. But you know, to tag a running back at this stage in his career, I think I think it sends a bad message uh, to the team. And I think it can it could create some problems, you know, and you talk about if you're trying to secure other free agents moving forward and they look at what you're doing to the guy, you know, if this is what if this is what is this how you're going to treat the guy who got us here, then I don't have a chance when it comes to, you know, to me or trying to negotiate. You got to understand what that tag means. You know, he's playing with zero security. He's playing one of the most dangerous positions in a in a um, in a in a industry that has a 100 percent injury rate. And the team that he's literally given his body for is saying that, thank you for what you've done, but we're not going to commit to you long term. I don't think that's right. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, but this is this is a real bad situation that Dave Gettleman put this team in. Mm-hmm. And so and so I understand what you're saying. 
I just don't I don't know if the, the Giants have have other options, especially if they want to bring back both Daniel Jones and and Saquon Barkley. Just yeah. uh, j- just just my two cents. I All get right, it. Uh, I get it from a from a financial perspective. I get it from the, from the other side. I'm just saying I'm putting myself back in the locker room and it's like, hey, this is our guy. You know, he's you, you see how people react to him. You see how how people pay attention and they listen to him. You see how how hard he trained to to come back from devastating injury. It, it, it's got to mean more to to this team. They got to find a way to get it done. All right, quick break. We come back. We kick off hour number two of New York Game Day. And Vic Carucci, part of the Buffalo Bills broadcast team, joins us next here on 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.